Day 1 of Totus Tuus's Novena for Christmas With quotes from Pope Benedict XVI's encyclical Deus Caritas Est God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him These words from the first letter of John expressed with remarkable clarity the heart of the Christian faith. The Christian image of God and the resulting image of mankind and its destiny. In the same verse, St. John also offers a kind of summary of the Christian life. We have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. We have come to believe in God's love. In these words, the Christian can express the fundamental decision of his life. Being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. St. John's Gospel describes that event in these words. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. In acknowledging the centrality of love, Christian faith has retained the core of Israel's faith, while at the same time giving it new depth and breadth. The pious Jew prayed daily the words of the book of Deuteronomy, which expressed the heart of his existence. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Jesus united into a single precept this commandment of love for God and the commandment of love for neighbor, found in the book of Leviticus. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Since God has first loved us, love is no longer a mere command. It is the response to the gift of love with which God draws near to us. There is a certain relationship between love and the divine. Love promises infinity, eternity, a reality far greater and totally other than our everyday experience. Yet the way to attain this goal is not simply by submitting to instinct. Purification and growth in maturity are called for, and these also pass through the path of renunciation. Far from rejecting or poisoning Eros, they heal it and restore its true grandeur. This is due first and foremost to the fact that man is a being made up of body and soul. Man is truly himself when his body and soul are intimately united. The challenge of Eros can be said to be truly overcome when this unification is achieved. Should he aspire to be pure spirit and to reject the flesh as pertaining to his animal nature alone, then spirit and body would both lose their dignity. On the other hand, should he deny the spirit 
and consider matter, the body, as the only reality, he would likewise lose his greatness. It is neither the spirit alone nor the body alone that loves. It is man, the person, a unified creature composed of body and soul, who loves. Only when both dimensions are truly united does man attain his full stature. Only thus is love, eros, able to mature and attain its authentic grandeur. Let us pray. Holy Mary, Mother of God, you have given the world its true light. Jesus, your Son, the Son of God. You abandoned yourself completely to God's call and thus became a wellspring of the goodness which flows forth from Him. Show us Jesus. Lead us to Him. Teach us to know and love him, so that we too can become capable of true love and be fountains of living water in the midst of a thirsting world. Amen. <laughs>